I'm Kyle Mylan, and after 20 years in manufacturing, nobody knows more than me about industrial marketing and technical sales. Learn nothing was blocking me. I was the problem, the only one stopping me. I didn't like it, I had to refocus. Now I'm devoted, I know where I'm going. Controlling emotions, I'm owning the moment. In order to get it, see, you gotta want it. Today is Monday, so you know what that means. On this episode, you've got questions, and I'm here to answer them. How many hashtags should I use on LinkedIn posts and which ones should I use? Now, this is this is not something that has been asked before. So hashtags, you guys may see hashtags on LinkedIn on some posts. Uh, you may see them on my posts. Those hashtags are strategic. They're not just random. Here's the thing. When we talk to new prospects and, and really new customers, we're going through the kickoff. We start talking about you know, we got to use these hashtags. And they're like, well, you know, how many, how many you guys use them? That seems too many. Um, you know, we don't usually use that much. Here's, here's the, the real answer to it. As far as quantity, I would say you should be in like the 10 to maybe 15 range. Um, if it's applicable, don't just throw hashtags up there or throw hashtags up there. Um, but first you got to figure out which hashtags to use and then determine how many should I use. Hashtags are meant to draw people into your content that are currently not following you or your company. You're not connected with them. They're not going to see your content any other way. People on LinkedIn are following hashtags. So it could be hashtag manufacturing. If they're following hashtag manufacturing, then posts from that hashtag will show up in their feed natively, not every other post, but natively throughout their feed. It depends on how many connections they have and how much uh, people are promoting to them and whatnot. But that's a way to get in front of somebody that's currently not following you or your company. And so the way to figure it out is if you go into the search bar and type in hashtag manufacturing, so use the pound symbol for those of us that are old enough to understand what the pound symbol means, use the pound symbol and put in a word. When you search it, it's going to show, it should show up at the top. When you click on it, it'll tell you, or it should show you in the search, it'll tell you how many followers there are. Don't use hashtags that only have like five followers unless you're trying to create like a whole movement and it's your brand name or a product name and you're trying to get more and more awareness around it and you're starting that movement, then definitely use that hashtag as one of your, let's say 10. Um, but looking at things like hashtag manufacturing, you can use aerospace, medical device, plastics, uh, machining, metals, CNC, anything like that. But you need to first look to see what is the quantity of people that are following that hashtag because you want to make sure if you've only, let's say you only want to use seven or 10, you want to make sure that those seven or 10 strategic hashtags are one applicable to what it is that you do. Don't just pick things that have nothing to do with you because you're trying to get eyes on your post. Make sure that they are relevant and applicable to what it is that you're selling or marketing, and then put those in every single post. So when you look at those seven or 10, you don't want to pick ones that are super low. You also want to pick ones that are not relevant and just throw it onto a spreadsheet. It doesn't have to be updated on a weekly basis. You can do it once every few months, once every you know quarter, or maybe twice a year even. Go through and see, these are the hashtags I want to use. It's got 256,000 followers and I'm going to post there every day because I'm already posting LinkedIn every day. I'm going to use this hashtag. It's the best likelihood to try and pull new people into your ecosystem of sales and marketing that you're not currently connected to. You can use the same strategy with, with groups. You can post into groups and do the same thing. People are part of groups. You're part of that same group. You're not connected with them. They don't know you. They're not following your company and you do your post into that group to try and bring awareness around your either personal brand or company brand, um, but it's the same thing. And you wanna do it on every single post. 
use the same seven to 10 hashtags, 15 if you have to, um, and then do it also on your personal posts. You can just have that stuff uh, saved in a Word document with the hashtag symbol, line it up in a list, copy and paste it, um, and there you go. So that's what I would say as my answer. I'm getting started with producing content for LinkedIn. What kind of content should go on my company LinkedIn profile versus my personal one? You work at a company and you're just starting to post on LinkedIn, then the way that I've always said to do it and the way that worked best uh, when I did the same thing was you want to post to the company page and then from there, go to your LinkedIn profile, share that post, add the hashtags to it and post it there. So that way people can see you're sharing a post from your company page ask people to, hey, follow my company below, put the little down symbol, the down hand emoji emoji to it and say, hey, follow my company. We're posting every day. We're posting good content, whatever, and and do it that way. That's the best way that it is because you you can invite people to follow your company page. A hundred people can be open invitations at a time through your personal profile. So you have to be connected with somebody then you can invite people to follow your company page. Um, if you send out a hundred invitations and 10 people accept it or reject it, then you have 10 invitations left out. So it's just a running total of a hundred at any time. I um, mean, you can go through and withdraw them, but that's the only way to invite people to company page. So the better way to do it is build out your LinkedIn personal profile, create content on your company page, share it to your LinkedIn personal profile, and just ask people to follow it and do that every single day. That's the best way to do it uh, in my experience. How often should I update my industrial website? Industrial companies, manufacturing companies often do not update their website like in any sort of frequency. I would say in general, a complete website overhaul should really only happen every few years. I would say like three to five years for a complete makeover overhaul. Most industrial companies haven't done it in five to 15 years. Um, but the more important thing to look at is on your existing website, let's say you, your website was redone a year ago, you have to look and figure out what's working, what isn't, what's missing and what isn't. So a lot of like technology changes in the way that people are interacting with websites changes more frequently than like the overall design look of it. So what I mean by that is, do you have live chat on your website? Um, and you may say like, oh, my company's huge. Uh, we can't do live chat. We can't keep up with traffic. Yeah, maybe that's the case. Maybe you don't have a team that can handle the live chat, but just putting a live chat. So like if you have HubSpot, adding their live chat to it, to your website, you'd be surprised how many people love in the industrial world, love using the live chat function. Um, we get people on our website, mfgtribe.com, that are constantly going to that live chat and asking us questions, scheduling meetings, things like that um, all the time. And same with some of our industrial clients that are using it, they get conversations happening all the time. So live chat is something that's newer. Um, scheduling meetings with people, it's no longer like a typical RFQ form. What if you want the typical RFQ questions to be asked after somebody books a meeting? So having integration with a calendar to talk to that salesperson or that group of salespeople on your Contact Us page, they can book time to talk with somebody remove the back and forth of does this time work, does that time work, and all that stuff, and just let them book time directly with you. And then once they're going through the process, you ask them those six to 10, 12 strategic questions. They fill that out before they could submit and book that time with you. Uh, maybe call to actions are different. Maybe you've got new content that you've created, but you don't have call to actions on your top 10 landing pages or your top three landing pages where you're trying to draw attention to that 
for, for your visitor. You should update it every three to five years, but even if you've updated it six months ago, go through your website with a fine tooth comb and be like, all right, new person coming to the site. These are our top 10 landed on pages because you've gone to Google Analytics and did that search. And I know this is the top 10 things that people are seeing when they first come to the website. If you go to those pages, you know nothing else about your company, but you go to those pages, what is the user experience like? Can they quickly and easily go to other areas? Are you promoting and pitching your services or your product or your content good on those pages? Can people easily live chat with you? How is the experience from, from sending out forms, booking time to talk with people? Look at it from that standpoint with that type of lens on and you'd be surprised. You may be like, oh, I just didn't read in my website and we're missing all that stuff. We should go through and update it. And those things are super quick and easy fixes to make uh, happen almost immediately. I mean, we're talking like maybe a few hours worth of web dev time to update call to actions unless your site is massive. Um, and even for big sites, there's a lot of times you can do global things that take place. You do it on a global level and then it just applies to all of the sub uh, pages and all the you know parent-child relationships on the back end of the web dev. And you can make it apply to all those pages easily. But really look at it from a standpoint of, can I get the answers I want? And can I easily and quickly get to the answer if I don't see it? And can I easily and quickly get to other areas of the website uh, to consume content and see, is this person a subject matter expert or not? Fourth question, where should I focus my attention if the goal is increasing my website traffic? All right. Um, I feel like there's been there's been a trend lately, at least in the last couple of weeks, we've had a lot of conversations with prospects talking about websites. So um, if you want to, it's, it's a pretty general question. I want to increase my website traffic. Okay, cool. Um, so where should I start? Where are you currently getting your website traffic from? What is the, what is the current baseline of your traffic and how do you know that? So you go into Google Analytics and you want to look at what is the source or medium of your website traffic? Is it organic search? Is it direct? Is it referral? Is it social? Is it email? And look to see what are the holes in your marketing strategy. Maybe you're getting a ton of direct traffic and it's like, well, how are these people directly going to my website? Well, we're doing all these other things. That's great. But let's say that your organic SEO is, is like tanked and you have barely any traffic coming through organically. Well, then I would say you need to focus on your organic SEO uh, as part of your, your strategy to start that long process that it takes to rank higher for the strategic keywords that you want to focus on. So you want to say, all right, I'm going to start with organic SEO. Maybe you're getting no social traffic. Well, you could very easily and quickly get traffic from LinkedIn to go to your website if you're posting there and maybe you're not posting. So like that's going to, that's going to spider web out into other areas. And now by the end of the day, you've got like all these different things that you need to do and need to focus on. I don't think that there's one key strategic way because everybody that you're trying to sell to has different preferred methods of how they're going to get their information. Maybe a lot of them are on social. Maybe a lot of them, um, go through their emails. Maybe they're not on email cause they're super busy. They don't have time on social. And then they want to be talked to on the phone. Like there's all the different methods of marketing and sales to reach out to people, to get them to engage with you. You have to think about that. And since everybody's different, you can say like half the people are going to be using, they'll be receptive to this thing based on the data and all that stuff. But I would say first look at your source medium um, of your traffic. Where's it coming from? Because Google Analytics will just nice and neatly organize that for you. Now there are some caveats. A lot of traffic from LinkedIn doesn't show up as, uh, social traffic, it shows up as direct, especially if you're using paid advertising campaigns. It's even though you can have everything set up, there are glitches where Google Analytics is like, nope, this is direct traffic. They came straight to it. 
Um, so you have to kind of take it with a grain of salt, but look, start there, source medium, figure out if, are there any holes in your marketing strategy? The other thing to look at is look at your landed on pages, your top 10 landed on pages and your top 10 most visited pages to see once you get the traffic, what are they doing? What are they going to? Because if you look at your landed on pages and it's like, for the most part, 50% of your traffic that that uh, the page that they land on, 50% of it is most likely going to be your homepage. But what are those numbers two through five? How are they finding you? Is it an article you made? Is it one of your service pages? And you can look to see, oh, well, that's that's my service pages numbers two, three, and four. And that's because that's all we push out on social on LinkedIn. That's all that we email market to people. You can kind of start to figure out like what's working and what isn't. Once they go to that page, how much time are they spending on it? Um, because you really have to look at the baseline and figure out like what, what is the current situation? So I can't say specifically one thing is better than the other. I can tell you that you need to focus on organic SEO as fast as possible to start that ball rolling. You have to be posting on social every single day to bring in the social traffic. You also should be doing some sort of email marketing and not the Home Depot ads type email marketing where it's pictures and graphics and all this stuff. I'm talking about basic plain text email marketing where it's like coming from somebody to somebody saying, hey, here's some valuable information I want to share with you. Click these links to watch a video. Click this link to watch an article. Super simple and basic. That stuff works best in industrial. Um, but I would say first start with figuring out what is the baseline and what is the benchmark. So guys, as always, I'm here Mondays and Wednesdays, noon Central Standard Time. I appreciate the comments. I appreciate the engagement. If you haven't already, go over to the YouTube channel where we have over 250 videos and growing every single week with new content. And if you're not yet, follow me on Instagram because we're gonna be doing some behind the scenes content uh, every single week once we get into the new office, which will be this week. And we'll give you guys a tour of things and show you how we do things in the back end and hopefully you can learn some more things there. So if you have learned anything from today's show, whether you're listening to this on the podcast, watching this on the replay, please share it with one person that you know, and we will see you on the next one. Well, that's it for this episode. If you got value out of it, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with one person you know. And if you can, leave me a review because it really helps me out. If you want to check out my other content, go over to YouTube. I've got a channel over there as well as find me on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook under my name, Kyle Mylan. I will see you on the next one.